0: hi welcome welcome to the i am broken podcast i'm your host robin and i just want to say thank you for taking the time out to join me tonight um it has been uh a long week so far even though it's only wednesday however you know um it's been you know it's good. So this is my first night in the studio actually. And I'm not really nervous, but kinda, kinda not. So uh, again, um thank you for joining me tonight. But before I get started and talking about what a topic is going to be for tonight, I'm gonna just say a quick word of prayer really quickly. Gracious and heavenly father, I just come before you tonight. I just wanna say thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy, Father God. Thank you for just your kingdom and your glory. I ask that you just be the mouth be my mouthpiece father god and i thank you for the words that will come forth father god i thank you for those that will hear father god and i thank you for those that will receive what they've heard and so i ask these things in the name of your son jesus amen and so you know i actually um going to talk about mental health you know it is mental health awareness month and I thought it would be kind of cool to basically talk about you know um mental health it's a difference between mental illness and mental health y'all just FYI it's a difference um, and so I thought that it would be befitting to kick off the month talking about mental health and so um, I would like to just basically start out with something that I was actually challenged to write at a group. Um, it was like spoken word. Well, I guess a little poetry, so to speak. And we were given a topic and the topic was, why does help hurt? And so I kind of want to just share with you a little bit about what I actually wrote. So why does help hurt? Help is needed but hard to receive. I wanna say yes, my heart won't let me because I'm used to giving. I wanna see others smile. I would rather be empty than to see someone else hurting. Help should be liberating and releasing but it can be exhausting and overwhelming. Help will not always feel good and that does not matter if the one receiving it from me will have laughter. You have takers and you have givers and most have hidden agendas. But help doesn't have to hurt, but should be a blessing to others. That was something that I just wrote from a challenge. So I was actually challenged to write, you know, something, and it was based off of a topic why does help hurt? And so when you think about mental health, you think about your mind, you think about your thoughts, your emotions, the things that you go through. Um, Mentally. And sometimes it can be exhausting. It can be overwhelming. Um, and I know for me, there are more days than not, just depending on what I have going on, it's exhausting. Um, and honestly, you have to find your, your place where you are comfortable, where you don't become so overwhelmed that you don't, you know, um, you don't struggle with your emotions and your feelings. So I would recommend, you know, that you have a village, have your people, you know, um, have someone that you can really talk to, someone that you can unwind with, someone that doesn't mind, you know, you venting or complaining, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I have a couple of people in my life who God knew exactly what I needed so he put the right kind of people. Just want to welcome everybody in from Instagram. I'm going live from different platforms and it's just it's funny but it's not funny. So if I look like I'm a little weird, just laugh with me on this one. But again, the topic tonight is mental health. I thought that it would be cool to start off the month talking about mental health. And so, of course y'all know I'm the Google Queen. I Google everything, right? So of course I had to give you some backstory on this. And then I'm gonna give you some, you know, I'm gonna share some stuff with you tonight. But mental health refers to any one state of mental, emotion, well-being made up of our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It's determined by our overall patterns, thoughts, emotions, behaviors, and body reactions each of these can influence the other so if you're in your feelings today that's going to impact your attitude towards anyone that you come in contact with how many of y'all have done that me guilty totally um sometimes somebody could say something to me and it really just throws my whole day off I don't know if that's ever happened to any of y'all, but it has happened to me. Um, And it took me a long time to actually get to a point where I didn't allow what people would say or what people would do impact, you know, my entire day. It would be ruined. And that was just the most difficult thing. So you have to find a place, uh, find a way to channel that energy Um, because again, we have to be able to get those things out and it's not good to keep all of that stuff in because it impacts every area of your life not only does it impact every area of your life but it also impacts everyone that's connected to you so it impacts everybody around you but anyway let me go on so other words for mental health saneness or sanity well my other word for mental health would be peace because your peace is priceless and that should not be compromised at no, at not at your expense. And you don't allow anyone to come in, disrupt your peace. And so, you know, again, it's an emotion. It impacts your thoughts, your behaviors, your actions, right? So being mentally healthy contributes to feeling, thinking, and acting in ways to help you enjoy life and cope with this challenges. I don't know about y'all, okay. So I have this chapter in my book, Uh, by the way, I'm a self published author for most, for those of you who do not know um, broken to be or not to be. That is the question is the title of the book. And I have a chapter where I talk about coping in your brokenness. You have to find other ways to cope. If you do not have good coping skills, this might be a task for you. But anyway, one of the other things that came up was resilience. It's the inner strength you use to cope with stressful situations and also a big part of mental health. Building resilience will give you the confidence to know you can get through difficult times when they come up. Okay, so story time. So I, you know, been married before and it was, you know, I was all excited about getting married, right? And so, you know, um, when things started to go left, they went left. Um, It seemed like after we got married, um, it just, it went left and it went left quick, right? And so where that situation could have, you know, shook me, there was a point in time, actually, truthfully speaking, y'all, truthfully speaking. I was in an area where I really did not know anybody. So if he had decided to do anything to me and take my kids, nobody would have ever been able to find me. So, you know, a lot of times you have to, you know, get the strength. Um, And a lot of times that comes from, you know, I was thankful and grateful for people, you know, praying for me. um, Again, you got to know who's around you right and so resilience a lot of times life happens and the enemy's trick is to want to just get you off guard knock you down right but you have to keep getting up you have to keep moving and again my coping skills back then was not really good at all and that's just being extremely honest with you um and that was because it, you know, single mom, stress, um, trying to be a good wife, trying to be a good mom, you know, working, school, all different kind of things, right? But I have to honestly tell you, like, it was really the prayers of those that were surrounding me that helped me build that inner resilience. It wasn't an easy task, so, you know, don't listen by no means. So if your coping skills are not very good, I would suggest that you find things to help you cope in stressful situations, because if not, it's going to be a struggle. You're going to always feel overwhelmed. You're going to always feel exhausted. You're going to always, you know, be emotionally challenged and i can tell you honestly my emotions was all over the place like when i tell you all over the place all over the place and that was just because i didn't have good coping skills and truth be told i probably didn't acquire good coping skills just only within the last few years actually so you know, I talk about COVID a lot, but I learned a lot about how to manage and get through a lot of different challenges that I was faced with in that moment. Why? Because couldn't go nowhere. What other choice did you actually have other than to learn how to cope in the situation, right? So building resilience, that is a key. A key, a key, a key. I cannot stress that to you enough. Know your village. I say that all the time because I have been blessed and fortunate enough to have, you know, good people around me that can handle my truest thoughts. You know, a lot of times, again, you know, I say some of the craziest things because that is what I be thinking in that moment. And you have to realize and recognize the difference in between. Is that just a moment or is it something else that's going on? And so I understand um, about coping because I wrote about this in my book, actually. So I had a mental breakdown. I actually didn't know how or why or what, how it was going to come about. But let me just tell y'all, I wound up in the hospital. On the psychiatric ward on the floor and what was so crazy was was that I can just tell y'all from my experience that you know people say all the time you know I, I saw my life flash right in front of me well I did but what God showed me was my kids lives flashing in front of me because truthfully speaking my thought process was you know if I had a gun This was going to be over with. And then the way that my mind works, right? Because my thoughts are really creative. I thought, well, it would be just my luck that I would attempt to do it and then not be successful in it. Then I got to live like a vegetable the rest of my life. But anyway, on the psychiatric floor. And just to show you how God will still be with you wherever you are, in whatever situation you're in, it didn't even matter. I I was angry and upset with God about so many different things. I had just reached a point where it was just like, you know what? I'm tired of being undervalued, unappreciated, and I just really didn't want to be here no more. So again, my kids' lives flashed right in front of me. And what he showed me was he showed them standing over my coffin. And he and he said to me, he spoke it just like I'm speaking to you now. He said, if you leave them, who's going to take care of them? And it was like, okay, that in that moment, I knew I had to fight for my life. It wasn't even about me at this point anymore. And so. Went, checked myself into the hospital. That's one thing I'll never play around with anymore. Um, I used to say, you know, you crazy. Um, You need to be checked, you know check you into the hospital, you know, I'm gonna sign you up and get the money. You say stuff like that. I, I promise you guys, I never, I never play around with that anymore. Why? Because I lived it firsthand. And when I tell you that was one of the most scariest and most trying experiences that I experienced, it was in that moment. So first night you had to stay on the one floor, which what they call critical, right? And so when the door opened, I'm looking down the hallway. So, you know, if you've ever seen movies where they've had scenes where like people in the psychiatric ward, I saw that live and in person. Scariest thing ever. Right. So I'm walking down the hallway and as I'm walking and that door closed, immediately I said, my God, how did I get here? And I said, oh. I hope I don't bump in one of these. It'd be my luck. One of them just, because they look like zombies on <laughs> on this floor. And so when I got there, true story, true story. Um, just to show you how God will be with you. The nurse that I had, her name was Grace. And I looked, said, okay, Lord, I hear you, but whatever, I'm, I'm, whatever, I'm, I'm done with this, you know, anytime the enemy can get you to question your relationship with God, and is it worth it, because I've had those moments where I felt like trying to live, you know, right, and do the right things by people, was it really worth it, you know, since Susie over here. Susie over here. But well, she living all willy nilly, doing whatever, and it just seemed like all the different things that I've been praying and believing and fasting and all this other stuff for. She she getting these things, and she ain't even remotely trying to do the right thing. I don't know if any of y'all have ever thought like that about people, but I'm just being real, right? Because we're talking about mental health, and I cannot talk about it without sharing. You know. I struggled with that for a very long time. Did I ever think that I would ever be in that position? No ma'am, no sir, I did not. And so anyway, stayed 24 hours on the critical side. And then after the first 24 hours, you go over to the non-critical side. But when I got to the non-critical side, my nurse over there, her name was Grace. I said, okay, Lord, you really trying to talk to me right here in this hospital, on this psychiatric, and I really was not trying to hear that. So again, when there's a tug and a, a war on your flesh and your spirit, y'all, you could be in one facet or another facet. And that's where I found myself. So even that, that spiritual side of me still, you know, knew that I couldn't run. I couldn't hide no matter what it was that I tried to do. It was no getting around that right so anyway, I decided that I was going to attend a little church service and so I got up didn't really get dressed wash my face brush my teeth walked over to the little room because it was like right across from my room actually and True story. So before I even got into the room, I heard the spirit tell me you know enter his courts with praise and Thanksgiving so you know waiting on the ladies to come in there. It was only three of us in there. And I heard the Spirit say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. So what scripture did she open up with? Psalms 104, where it talks about um, praise and thanksgiving, enter his course with praise and thanksgiving. Don't y'all go look it up. But anyway, she opened up with the scripture and I looked, I was like, oh, okay. And I knew that they weren't going to even believe that I had heard that before I even went into the room because look at where I was at, y'all. I was in on the psychiatric ward, (laughs) you know, and so I already knew that they weren't even going to receive from me. So after the service was over, I went and told them, you know, hey, it was a good service. I enjoyed it. And I started telling them, you know, I had heard that, heard that in my spirit before they even came into the room and sharing some things. And they did not receive it. Like I said, again look at where I was at. So coping, you know, I had to go see a counselor. I was on medicine, you know, to help kind of, and y'all, let me just tell you, the medicine is not for everybody. Now, if you need it, take it. If it helps you get from point A to point B, then that's what you do. I know for me, it just didn't work. I had a pill that helped me sleep at night. I had a pill that helped me. Balance out my moods. I had a pill that dealt with my anxiety. I think I was on like four different medications. And truthfully speaking, if it wasn't for the angels and got just provision and protection, I don't even know how I made it to work most days because I would take the medicine the night before and still felt like I was drugged up the next morning. So medicine is supposed to leave your body after a certain amount of hours. I still felt drugged up. And after doing that for several weeks, it was just like, okay, you know what? Mm -mm, I'm not doing this medicine no more. And it took someone that was close to me some years back that said the reason why the medicine didn't work because of the anointing in your life. And it didn't make sense when I was going through that, but it made sense at that point because it didn't work. And so, going to counseling three times a week, y'all, I just blew her up. Every chance I got, I blew her up. Thank God they trained to handle stuff like that. But anyway, blew her up. So, when you think about mental health, right, when you think about your emotions and coping, you know, if your faith is not strong, if you don't have something that you stand on and stand in, it will be easily to become exhausted mentally, overwhelmed mentally. And so, again, building that resilience, right? And there are several things that you can do. So poor mental health might occur due to burnout, which refers to a place of exhaustion. So overwork, under challenge, neglected, okay that's kind of the way I feel most days dealing with this job that I have. I'm not complaining, y'all, because it does what I need it to do. Um but there are a lot of days where I am overworked, I am overly challenged, I'm mentally exhausted, um, and the environment is not the greatest, very toxic actually. And it's very hard to keep your focused, So a lot of times now I'm bringing my headphones and I'm putting music in my ear so that I can tune out anything that's going on around me. And sometimes you you just might have to do that. So mental exhaustion is when your brain receives too much stimulation or has to maintain an intense level of activity without rest. So now, I was talking with my coworker today and he was saying how he doesn't, you know, he didn't get a lot of sleep last night. And I was just saying, you're going to have to learn how to shut your brain down because my brain was like that. It was just constantly going. And so I didn't sleep good at night either. And, you know, you tell yourself, well, I can function off of this amount of hours of sleep. Truth of the matter. "Mm, No, you really can't. I never realized the importance of sleep and how relevant it is to your body being able to replenish itself. You know, sleep is an important factor, even when you're talking about losing weight, when you're talking about, I mean, it all factors in there. So God rested. There's no reason why we shouldn't rest either, right? So again, I used to train myself to think that, oh, I can function off of a four and a half five hours, and my body would just constantly be going, mine constantly going, all day every day. and then when it would get time for me to lay down at night to go, I could not go to sleep right away. When I went on vacation last year and came back, my whole mindset shifted. It changed from one perspective to a totally different perspective so now y'all when i get in the bed as soon as i hit the pill on i'm out right um mental exhaustion or physical fatigue now physical fatigue is feeling of tiredness or lack of energy there's several things that could factor in that lifestyle factors physical health conditions mental health issues All of that plays a part in how your body operates and moves and does what it's supposed to do, especially when you are challenged in your mental health, right? All of that is impacted. That's why I said you have to find some other type of coping mechanisms to help you get from point A to point B. Whatever that is, if that means going to work out to exert some of that energy that you got that's negative, do that. You know, that's one thing that'll definitely tire you out. Um, I know for me, I have like a solitaire game on my phone that I just play and I play for hours, y'all. I can sit there for hours and play and be so unbothered, not worried about nobody texting, no, none of that stuff, not answering the phone, none of that. Um, Anyway, um, grief is another thing that has the tendency to play on your mental health. Now, what you need to understand about grief is anytime you suffer a loss, you're grieving. Anything that's traumatic for you, you're grieving. And it's a process. I spoke with someone yesterday about this. You have to take your time in your process, whatever that consists of. Your process is just your process. Do not allow people to come in and tell you how long you should be grieving a thing, whether it's a relationship, whether it's the loss of a loved one, whatever. If you lost a pet, whatever. If you lost your place to stay, you're grieving. And grief is a, it's universal and also very personal. It's an overwhelming emotion. You may feel vulnerable and helpless. And a lot of times we don't like feeling vulnerable. We don't like being helpless. Why? Because people look at us or we tend to think that that makes us look weak in some kind of way. In actuality, that builds strength, that builds that resilience. When you allow yourself to be vulnerable and be transparent, Why? Because you can't heal and grow from things that you don't allow yourself to be open and transparent to, okay? Physical health conditions, that includes your proper diet, rest, and exercise. Again, if you're not getting the proper amount of sleep, If your diet is not really good, if you're not getting any physical exercise in there, that all impacts your mental health. It all impacts it. Why? Because, you know, when you're tired, that comes out in your body language. That comes out in your response, how you interact or engage with other people. Um, That impacts all of that. Stress which is the one thing that most of us know to be as common. You know, we, we deal with that in a common facet. Stress is a biological response to a perceived threat that triggers your fight or flight response in order to fight the stressor or run away from it. So a lot of times when we got stress going on, our body is in a fight or flight trying to figure out, okay, okay which direction do I need to go in do uh, and and do I need to run from this or do I need to and sometimes in order to even get from point a to point b you just need to deal with it right then and there not running from it because honestly when you really think about it if you run from it it's still going to be there when you sit still so you might know some things just need to be processed now for me truthfully speaking honestly, y'all, this is real talk here. I actually um, have to take a moment to process things like that, especially when it's someone that I care about. So not that I don't really want to deal with the situation right then and there, but it takes me a minute because again, nobody wants to be offensive, you know, at least you. You try not to be that way. And sometimes you just come out. It, it comes out that way. Does it make it okay? I'm not saying that it does because truly it does not make it okay. Um, however, you know, sometimes you need to deal with stuff right then and there. And then other times you need to just let it sit for a minute. Because if you know that your response is not going to be good or your mindset or your attitude is not really good. Yeah, that's that's not going to work. But anyway, one of the scriptures that I have for tonight is Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. We are to protect that because everything that you can think of comes from out of here. Why? Because it starts here. So again, when your thoughts are all over the place, you are emotionally challenged. That stuff begins to fester in your heart. Right? And so now you got all this ill intent, malice, whatever. um, That's not really good. Definitely not peaceful, right? You got all this anger. You got hurt. You got bitterness, unforgiveness. That's a big thing right there. Matter of fact, that's probably the majority of most of our problems. (laughs) Unforgiveness. Yes. Have I operated in that? Lots of times. Why? Because, again, just wasn't really ready to let go of that thing. You know, not to say that you don't forget what they did or what happened, but we do have to forgive. And you have to learn how to forgive yourself because that was the one thing that I found to be the most challenging for me was forgiving myself not so much as any more forgiving others, but actually forgiving myself, you know, for some of the things that I did. And then again, when enemy knows that you are in that place, you leave room for him to just have a field day. And then sometimes it don't be the enemy having a field day. God be trying to just shake up some things, show you some things that's, Not cute, it's not attractive, and it needs to be gone because it's going to hinder your purpose, it's going to hinder the direction that you're trying to go in. Why? Because you are operating in unforgiveness. So, if you have an alt or you are operating in unforgiveness, you're gonna have to ask for that, repent, ask for it. You know, grace and mercy. You know, a lot of times for me even though we know grace and mercy is unmerited favor, we don't deserve it. We haven't done anything to earn it. Um, I know if I get quiet, I call that grace. Why? It's a protective mechanism that protects you and it protects me. Why? Because again, my mind is real creative. So when that, you, I don't know about any of y'all, how many of y'all done had a conversation in your head If somebody came and said something to you that wasn't politically correct or they came at you foul, what you was going to say to them when they approached you? Especially if it was somebody that you already had challenges with. Whole conversation. Well, if they come and say this, this is what my response is going to be. That is not a way to be at all. But again, the person that you guys see right now that you even hearing right now, not the person that I was 10 years ago. And so again, God will, (laughs) he will shake up some things in your life when it does not fit in his plan for your life. And you gotta be open to it. So here are several things, fear, anxiety, depression, stress. Now, the story that I thought about was when Elijah ran away from Jezebel. And the thing that I love most about God was that he asked him, what was he doing? What, why was he there? And God will, he will ask, what you doing? Why are you here? we act a lot of times like we in this thing by ourselves and truth of the matter is we're not we're never alone because he said i will never leave you nor will i forsake you and so elijah ran from jezebel but what did god do he fed him and he allowed him to rest and recharge so a lot of times you have to go out of the situation or go away from remove yourself from that situation so that you can be, your spirit can be fed and you can rest and recharge, refocus, regroup, be restored. All them R E E words in front of stuff that's positive, that's going to be good for you, right? In order to see the direction that you need to be going in. So not only did he feed him and allow him to rest and recharge, he then gave him encouragement a new purpose, and an assistant. Okay, so now, sometimes your words of encouragement. Find some scriptures to encourage you, to to rest in the assurance that God is with you. I I got several that are a go-to. There are several that I remind myself of when I'm in that place. Sometimes, you know, you could be waiting for somebody to come along and encourage you and they may never come along and encourage. So you're going to have to know how to encourage yourself. Can't stress that enough. Purpose. In that, it allowed him to regroup and refocus so you can complete the assignment. Again, stepping away from people, places or things that will be a hindrance. That will cause you to not be able to think straight, not have a clear understanding. You, a lot of times, when you are emotionally exhausted and overwhelmed, you don't make good decisions. Been there, done that. And it's not good to make a decision based off of how you feel in that moment because that's exactly what it is it's a feeling and a moment. And sometimes you can make the worst decision in that moment. Based off of your emotions and your feelings. So again, you do not want to base (laughs) your decisions off of a feeling and an emotion, right? An assistant. Know your village. Who are you surrounding yourself with? I talk about my two friends all the time. They come up pretty much in all my podcasts just about why because each one of them brings something unique to my life each one of them can process and handle certain things that i share with them so he gave him an assistant your village that whoever that is whatever that is for you that's your assistant so you need to know surround yourself with good people who are not judgmental, who are not willing to just throw you away because you had a moment and something crazy came out of your mouth. Okay, well, it's better out than in. And I know for me, I have um, found myself a lot of times saying, you know, maybe I should just say the thing versus how I'm looking because the looks alone, honestly, Mm -hmm. You can't even imagine what the thoughts might be like in that moment. Just the looks alone will get you, right? So now this part, when I thought about, you know, mental health, I thought about the armor, right? So we are to put on our armor. Do not leave your spiritual man uncovered just like you would not leave your natural man uncovered. The whole armor, every piece is important. So now you would get arrested if you left your house undressed. Why do you leave your house, your spirit, man, undressed? And so when I thought about mental health, I thought about immediately the thing that came to mind was the helmet of salvation. Right. And so, again, you know, I'm looking this stuff up. Right. So the helmet of salvation, it offered protection from arrows and swords. It also identified which army you were in. So depending on what your helmet looked like determines who you represent. Now I'm going to let that one sit right there. And you can take it however you want to take it. Um, uh, It also reminds us that we are not alone. Protection for our minds. Our thinking is important. The helmet protects the head, the brain, the mind. Our battles are fought first in our minds so when you are mentally exhausted when you are overwhelmed when you seem to be challenged when you feel like you're not getting the attention that you need again that's where the battle initially starts at and you're going to have to find ways and things words affirmations whatever it is that you need to get yourself through in that moment. Okay, so um it helps you to think biblically. It helps to resist the devil's accusations. The helmet identif- identifies us as belonging to God's army. We have to renew our minds daily in his word. You have to renew your mind daily. Sometimes I find myself throughout the course of the day saying, I just plead the blood of Jesus over my thoughts. Because sometimes they just get the best of me and they they run away. And it can be good or bad, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, It gives us assurance and security that our salvation gives us the most protection. So it is the helmet of salvation, but your salvation is the key, the very most important thing. And your faith only has to be the size of a mustard seed. But it's the faith that moves God. So now, again, I struggled with depression, anxiety. I checked my own self into the hospital. I felt like it really wasn't for me. It was for my kids, you know, because at that time they were much younger. They're grown now. Um, And so they really wasn't even a witness to this time in my life, thankfully i'm very thankful and grateful that they wasn't but they witnessed me go through a lot of different things and as a single mom sometimes you just you done like you're it's a done you're done with it right and so trying to do everything trying to work full time i was going to school full time i was a parent full time take care of a house full time you know and so Eventually, at some point, between the bad relationships and, and different people coming in and out of your life like a revolving door, right, um, it had its toll. And when it broke, that's how it broke. Now, some people don't have the strength or the courage to even take a step like that and go in that direction. It was my children that saved me, so to speak, because had it not been for them, I probably wouldn't be here today. Then again, I might. We don't know. But truthfully speaking, I probably would have kept trying until I succeeded at what I was trying to do. Um, It protects the mind and thoughts, reminds you of your salvation, so know your identity. Part of renewing your mind is God's word. You cannot go through this life. You know, if you are a believer, if you have a little bit of faith, his word is true. And you're going to, sometimes you will find what you need right there in that word. Most of the time, you know, that's not the place that we normally go to first. Been there, done that, right? Quick to call one of my friends to talk about some things instead of going to him and praying about those things. It's about the perspective, it's about shifting the perspective. Why? Because again, they can listen, but can they help you out of it? Mm-mm. Only he can help you, right? Thank you again for joining. Uh, tonight's topic is about mental health. Um, just I'm in a studio tonight and you know, this has been, this has been different. I'm a little, I'm excited, but it's been different. So y'all just bear with me through this. Um, So here's some things to do to maintain good mental health. Reach out and speak to someone. That can be a part of your life regularly. So now counseling and Psychiatrist is frowned upon, especially in our community. Um, we don't want to go talk to nobody because, you know, we was raised with Grandmama and them, you know, what happened in the house, stayed in the house. You ain't go, you didn't go talk, talk about that with nobody. Um, and that is not always the healthiest thing. So it's okay. If you need counseling, get it. If you need to be on meds, get them. It's not the end all be all utilize the resources that you have access to that's to help you get from this point to that point it does not mean right that this is where you're going to be at that that's for the rest of your life you're having a moment it's a moment so again if you need to go talk to the body go talk to him effectively coping with stressors again If you like to journal, I know a lot of people who journal, it is stress relief actually, because you get to write that stuff out on paper versus holding it in or taking it out on somebody, journal it, you having a, a bad day today, talk about that in your journal. And then you could go back and look a few months from then and be like, okay, you know what? I was really going through some, some stuff. I used to journal, but I haven't done that in years. But it is a relaxing tool. It's a resource, right? Um, learning and working well. So now, told y'all, the environment that I work in is kind of toxic, truthfully speaking. But when you are in a healthy environment, it helps you even all the more it helps you know your mental it helps a lot of different things um when you're able to work you got a good set of people that you work with um because again you know most of those folks you spend more time with than anybody else so you want to have a healthy and a good working relationship especially with those that you work with um i don't recommend toxic Situations. Contributing to your community. Serve others. If you find, I found that when I was helping other people, I didn't focus in on the stress and a lot of the issues and the problems that I had. Sometimes you got your answer in helping somebody else, right? And so it's nothing wrong with serving you know a lot of times that could be the game changer for most of us you know when you are there to help others when you're able to help others it's an awesome thing to be able to give back to somebody else who is probably less fortunate than you a lot of times we think we be the only ones going through stuff um but that's not the case that is not the case at all we all are going through It's just that mine don't look like yours. And I might process it a little bit differently than you process it, but it doesn't mean that you don't have stuff going on. Tell your story. If you, everything that we go through is not for us. It's going to be for somebody else. Again, this is not about you. It is always going to be for someone else. And you telling your story might be the very thing that keeps that woman, that child, that man, siblings, friends from taking their life or just doing something foolish by you sharing your story. You can't be afraid to do that. So, you know, being vulnerable and transparent to be able to tell, you know, it was a lot. I really didn't know what I was going to share, but I felt like because I'm talking about mental health, how could I not talk about being on the psychiatric ward in the hospital? Because I had to fight for my life. Nobody else was going to fight for it. I had to fight for it. And I had to do it for my children. So again, it wasn't about me, it was for my kids. Um. Offer support to someone struggling with mental health issues. You can be supportive. You know, um, a lot of times, uh, like I said, again, we think that we're the only people that's going through things. And that's not the case at all. And so be supportive. You know, sometimes you could have a lot of things different going on. Some, one of your friends might call you and just need need your ear in that moment. And again, you she, she or he may need your support in that moment. It's nothing wrong with that. Um, it just helps you get through whatever it is that you might be challenged with in that moment. And so, you know, again, mental health. Is a serious thing. That's something that we should not play with. Um, Check on your people. Check on your loved ones. You know, sometimes it may not be a phone call. Sometimes it just send them a text. Hey, just checking in. Just want to see how you doing. A lot of times we just, we don't want to do that. You know, we just automatically assume that everything, well, I ain't heard nothing, so they must be good. Sometimes it's not like that. And then when people are not saying things, that's the loudest conversation ever. That could be a clear sign that there might be some other things going on. They just may don't know. Maybe they don't know how to talk about it. I know that when I was going through um, the situation that I spoke of earlier, there were certain things that I did not understand. I couldn't process it myself. So... If I couldn't process it, how was I going to get somebody else to understand it enough for me to even talk about it? And so the only thing that I knew to do was I was going to see a counselor. I had a standard appointment three times a week, y'all. and I'm telling you she got blew up every time I went in there and sat on her sat in the chair in her office. she got blew up because for me it was just like, what, what's your whole purpose? Why are you here? you were really helping me you know and so it's just to show you like different stages and the mindset that i had back then and so i can honestly tell you that it has been so that happened in 2003 2004 i moved to atlanta um so It's really been about 19 years since I've sat on anybody's couch, since I've taken a pill. No, I'm not trying to big myself up. I'm just saying to you that it's a daily fight, even for me, because at any given time, if the enemy wants to try to put me back in that trap, you know, if I allow that to happen, that could very easily happen. And the truth and truth be told, when I got through that part of my life, I said, then if you didn't kill me when you had an opportunity to kill me, shame on you because I'm able to get up now. And every day that I get up, it's gonna be hell for you. So it's about a choice too. You can choose to sit in that thing. Cause I know for me, sitting in it it took me that much more longer to come out of it and i just made a decision in my in myself no matter how bad things get for me no matter how low i feel in that moment that is a place that i never want to be in again because it was the worst it was the most loneliest place i've ever been in and it was probably the worst experience I've ever had in my entire life. And I've had a lot of different experiences, but that was one for the books right there. So, okay. So, you know, I'm getting ready to come to a close. I hope that everybody that's listening, that you, you know, you got something out of this tonight. Um, Just again, there are many different ways and resources that we have available. If you're struggling with anxiety, depression, whatever it is, don't be afraid to go get help. The re- That's what resources are there for. And so, you know, I want to thank you again. Um, it's so interesting, right? So I'm in a studio and I'm actually streaming to several different platforms. So I need a favor from y'all. I know this is going to be shameless, but anyway i need you to go to my youtube page and subscribe to my channel it's i am broken 23 um, on youtube just do me that favor please and thank you um i really appreciate you tuning in tonight like i said again i hope that you enjoyed it my name is robin you have just been a part of the i am broken podcast but before i close out i'm gonna close out with a quick word of prayer Gracious Heavenly Father, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the platforms. Lord, I thank you for those that tuned in. I thank you for those that are listening. I thank you for those that will even go back and watch again, Father God. And I thank you that they will get something out of it. I pray for those that are struggling with mental health today, Father God, anxiety, depression, suicide, stress, whatever it is, Father God, I just pray that your comfort your angels the blood of your son will be encamped about them and that you get the glory and the testimony in their lives it's in the name of your son i pray so tune in next week i am going to be talking about balance you cannot talk about mental health awareness month and not talk about this because there should be some form of balance but again thank you for joining Everybody be blessed and have a good evening. Talk to you soon.